K-A-Y-T. Praising the Lord. Come on, church. Make some noise in this place. Greeting. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, the mighty arms of joy. Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, and all points in between. New Scott Valley Baptist Church, 2627 Blue Road, Alexandria, welcomes the legends of gospel. Three-time Grammy Award winners, the mighty clouds of joy. I've been in the sky.
Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We come to you, Father God, giving you thanks and giving you all the glory and the praise, Father God. We thank you for allowing us to come here, Father God, another Sunday, Lord, to praise you and worship your holy name. We thank you for our youth today, Father God, and ask that you be with them, Father God, that they sing out those songs that please your heart, Father God. We thank you for their parents, Father God, that allow them to participate in these things, these programs, Father God. We thank you for them taking the time to do so. Lord, we ask that you bless our pastor, Father God, the sermon that he brings this day, Father God. We give you glory and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right, y'all, come on. We were 
department put on a good program this morning. Amen. Amen. Y'all give them a hand. A lot of time going to that. Amen. We're just going to start off with a word of prayer on this morning. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for how you now given us these gifts and told them to use them to our best for you. Not to use them to our best to be in a competition, but use them to our best for you, dear Lord. We present all our gifts to you. Everything we have, we present it to you. Now we ask that you bless this congregation of people, dear Lord. Bless them just whatever they came here with on their minds on this morning. We ask that you, even as they begin to drive on their way back home, make it anew and afresh, dear Lord. Even if they got to fight another day, give them more strength to fight on. Even if they got to fight two more days, Lord, give them more strength to fight three more days, dear Lord. Don't let them quit in the middle of the battle because we know that the victory belongs to you. If we just can hold on, dear Lord. Somebody going through a sickness right now, dear Lord. Let them hold on and don't let them turn around. Somebody going through some financial difficulties, dear Lord. Give them the power to hold on just a little while longer. Give them power, even through my sermon today, just to make it another week, dear Lord. We'll come back and be filled up again on next week. Even, Lord, somebody might not know where their family members are. Give them, give them power to keep on looking another week, dear Lord. Maybe it's a child. Don't let them close the door, dear Lord. And we'll meet you on the great day, and we'll say thank you for all you did. We won't say it's because we were so smart. We definitely won't say because we knew it was going to work out like that. But we only say it's only by your grace and by your goodness. And we thank you in and for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before we get to our word today, I just, amen, I want to take some time out, a couple minutes to talk about, man, we had a great time. For those of you who came and missed it last night, we had an awesome time last night. We have an annual thing called The Way We Were. And I'm on, I'm, it's not in my message. I like them preachers say this is for free. It's called The Way We Were. And it, we go back, way back to the 60s and the 40s and the 50s and sometimes in the 70s. And, and we talk about where we came from. We turned it into a ball, and we used the music. And, and I thought about as I, I, I sit there, and I, I thought about, you know, some of our songs in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, really, you know, and what they might not what we call gospel songs, but they truly had a message. Brother, brother, tell me what's going on. War is not the answer. I'm the only one know that, huh? Tell me what's going on. All we need is a little. Y'all know that. Look at her. Man, they ain't 20 years old. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Somebody need to redo that. Ain't, ain't no respect in the world no more. 
None. And, and you know what? And, and we, we go back and we, we, we tap into some of that stuff that, that we used to know. I'm not criticizing new music. God knows I ain't. But we criticize when it was inspiring, when it told us we could make it another day. When songwriters sit down and put pen to a paper, I talked to another musician, he's, he's gone on the glory, Brother Terry, and one thing he talked to me about, Basin ain't no musicians no more. You know, we can go in the studio and we can get a computer to do everything. We don't need no drummer no more. We got a drum machine. It don't matter how you sing no more because the computer can fix it all till you do it live. When you do it live, then people say, oh, it don't sound like it sound on the record. I think they had a group, I ain't telling my age, but they had a group called Milli Vanilli, got busted with that, amen? But you know, the, the, the scripture told, the uh, Bible told children of Israel to, to tell your children and to tell your children and tell their children where you come from. So many times we don't want to tell our young people where we come from because we're ashamed of it. This is the real black history. This is the one men you know about. We, be ashamed of the sin, that's right. But you got to tell them that we come from a time when, when th this is where we come from. Five guys on the stage, ain't nobody trick singing. They really in harmony. It's a lost talent. I mean, now we have, and, and, we, and you know what the other thing, and as I get to my, my message on today, is we've got to show our young people that we could come and have a good time, and we don't have to leave fighting and arguing and fussing and cussing. Now look. Just because I'm a Christian, I still got a social life. Just because I'm a Christian, I still like to go to the movies. Amen. Just because I'm a Christian, I still like to listen to some of my good 70s and 80s music. Oh, Lord, y'all quiet, quiet on me. I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and body, but I still enjoy sometimes. Every now and then, I, I reach back, and if, I like to bring a young person to my house. I say, I'm going to show you something you ain't never heard before. Hey, Amen. And we go back, and we, we listen to some of that stuff. Because God, it was truly a message in it. The Bible say that every good gift comes from God. Now, we take those gifts, and we don't use them for God's glory, but they do truly come from God. Hey, Amen. And so if you missed it, and maybe next year, you might want to. Because we, if we ever going to show our young people how to truly get along and how to truly have a good time and how to truly, you can go places and you don't got to get sloppy drunk. You can go places and have a good time and remember how you got home. I said I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say, and remember who you went home with. Up in the morning. <clears throat> if our young people gonna learn it, we gotta teach it to them. Because I'm gonna say this: because everything they do wrong, they saw somebody do it. Now I know you ain't gonna raise your hand and say they saw me. Everything they know is a learned behavior. So when you say, wonder where they get that from?
I wonder why every time they went somewhere and they listened to music and they did this, they left out fighting. Where they get that from? I wonder why every time it was a little crossword, it was a big old fight, had to call the police. But we got to teach them how to have a good time, how to have a, in the Lord, how to have a social life. Every now and then, I do like we. I, boy, look, me and me and Thea is over there. We likes to go to. I like the the Mardi Gras and the uh, different uh, kind of balls that she enjoyed, and I enjoy taking. Amen. I like to dress up, so I like to get my tuxedo on. I like you, brother. That looks sharp. Coming out with the bow tie. I got you. Don't have to do the sin. We got to teach them, y'all. Yeah. Everything ain't got to end up in a big fight. Sometimes we gotta just, we gotta teach them. And the thing about it is, it ain't never too too late to learn. Maybe you might have spent the first 25 years teaching them bad stuff, but thank God you got breath in your body. You can turn that thing around, amen. I taught you wrong the first 15 years, but here we go, starting all over, amen. But you know, there's a word from the Lord on this morning. That wasn't our word, amen. We don't be long, but that wasn't our word. We're going to be coming this morning from Judges 16th chapter. Amen. I was expecting the ball team. I think uh, we had I talked, I think, Monday. The doc had told me that the ball team was supposed to be here this morning. Then we got word next Sunday they'll be here. So I had prepared a word about for the ball club. And then when I found out that the ball team wasn't going to be here, I said, well, Lord. And, and then he just came to me sometime Tuesday and said, the word is the word, Basil. And God's word is good. This morning we're going to talk about bad apples and what they do to you. I'm talking to the young people, but it's for everybody. Bad apples and what they do to you. This morning our, our scripture we're going to be talking about a very familiar so story. We're going to be talking about Samson and Delilah. Now, if your name is Delilah, that, don't, that Delilah was a bad apple. Not all Delilahs are bad apples. And not all Samson's are good apples. Amen? But that just happened to be, to be in this story on this morning. I'm going to read the scripture, then we're going to talk a little bit about it. And the Lord of the Philistines came unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lies. And by what means, we pray, we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, that we may give thee, and we will give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. You can stop it down. That's good. I'm going to call you back in a minute to bring something else up, so just stay close. Every relationship, every friend we have in our life, every person we call in our buddy, every person that we want to ride with, every person that that, that come into our life, they affect our destiny. Let me tell you something. Sometimes when God want to bless you, he sent a person into your life. Same token, when the devil want to curse you, he sent a person into your life. And when he sent that person into your life, uh, that, that person that he sent into your life to curse you, if some people, they live their life and that person came in their life and it might take them 25 years to recover. So 
Our destiny is so important to us. Our destiny is so important to us that we just can't allow anybody to come into our lives because they affect our destiny. I'm piggybacking off your sermon a while back, sister. That was the best sermon I ever heard last year. That was my best one. How when Jonah was in the belly of the well, the, the, I mean, in the belly, hull of the ship, and it was going through chaos and turmoil, the, they had to throw him out. They said, throw him out of my ship because he's causing havoc in our ship. Well, sometime in your life, people can cause havoc in your life. They cannot let you be the person that God called for you to be. Remember I told you, uh, uh, when, 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 you when, when the God want to bless you, he sent a person. When he want to curse you, he sent a person. We're going to get down to the scary part in a minute. But, but here we are. The, the devil want to take our destiny. Now, in our story this morning, we're we talking about Samson and Delilah. We're we, we going to stay on a higher level this morning, but Samson and Delilah wasn't a, a, a regular relationship. When he met her, he met the, her going for something else. And it would seem to be that Samson's Delilah wanted Samson's money. But no, she didn't. She wanted the very thing that God had called him to be, his strength. In our lives, people attach themselves to us. In our lives, people come in, in our lives, and they ain't worried about the $3 bucket of chicken we beat, they beat us out of. They ain't worried about the, 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 the whatever they beat, the ride that they beat us out of. It's a lot of young people, and I was preparing this for the basketball, but it's a lot of young people. As you're you going to associate yourself with people, they're they not worried about the little bitty thing. They want to affect your destiny. If God had destined you to, 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 to be something great, what, 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 and I want to get back to this, Samson was born to be a fighter. He was born to be a, a, the protector and the savior of Israel. God had blessed this young man with what we call supernatural strength. Man, this guy took the jawbone of an, a, a donkey and went to work, and when he went to work, everybody that was around him was dead, and he was the only one alive. God had blessed him with this supernatural ability to have strength. He was a strong man. She didn't want his money. In, in, the, in the kind of relationship that they had, it looked like what she wanted was money. But really what she wanted was his destiny. She wanted his destiny. Now, I want to talk just a few minutes about destiny. A lot of people say that, well, what is my destiny? Is my destiny to preach the gospel? That's what God wants with me. Now, some people, that is their destiny, to preach the gospel. I, I, I was writing my notes, and I got my notes. The greatest destiny that you have is Pastor Smith, my daddy. Because you know what? Everywhere I go, they say, Basil, future should have been in the pros. You know, that's what they tell me. But he was destined to pastor this church. It was when he, when he was created in his mother's womb, he was destined for this. Some days I go to him and I tell him, I say, Daddy, take your break today. Don't go down to the church today. But you know what? He come down here every day because it ain't work for him. It's a part of his destiny. Now, there are people out here and, we, and, and people in the youth choir, you might be saying to yourself, well, my destiny ain't the pastor. That's awesome. That is great. That's good. Because guess what? 
Your destiny is the thing that's going to bring you to an abundant life. Your destiny might be to be, be a CEO or vice president of a big major Fortune 500 company. What the, de what, what the devil wants you to do is catch you right at that age of 19, 18, 17, 20, get you to throw your life and, 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 and get you to waste time and get you to set you on another path so that you can reach your full destiny. And when you never reach your full destiny in life, you never satisfied. You ain't never satisfied living out of your full destiny. It's some people in here, God say, you got to be a nurse. And until you put on that pen, you're never satisfied. Some people in here, God is telling you, you need to be in your own business. You know that. And, and, and when I talk about destiny, because so many times in the church, what we say is, your destiny belongs in here. Your destiny is going to bring you to abundant life. They are singers and dancers, but not just entertainers. Grace said it this morning in the office, mathematicians. Lord, if you can do math and you can teach math, you can affect this whole city, this whole state, this whole country. Your destiny is that thing that's going to bring you to an abundant life. The devil don't care about the little stuff on the way. He want to affect your destiny. He want to change your destiny because he knows two things. When you don't reach your full destiny, you're going to never be satisfied. Always, until you reach your full destiny, you're going to be lost, out of place, because it ain't where you belong. Now let's talk about, sometimes in life, you can, when I told you the title of our message was Bad Apples, this is the scary part. You can get involved with the wrong person, and they can throw your destiny off 25 years. I know people right now, I'm 46 years old, and I got friends that's 46, 47 years old, and they say, I'm going back to law school, Basil. I've been supposed to be a lawyer, but I got there and went down that road, went down this road, I went down there, went up there. I meet people right now, and they 50. I'm supposed to be a doctor. But I let somebody throw my destiny off. You got to guard them apples you let in your barrel. Because every apple that come in your barrel ain't for the betterment or for the full destiny of you. Now, did I say don't get friends? No. You, you just got to protect them. That's right. Get out of my notes. <laughs> you got to pray to God that, that he show you that thing in your life that he wants you to be. He'll give it to you. You know what? If it's singing, if it's dancing, if it's, if it's, if it's working in, in construction, if it's being a police officer, every time you see it, you'll just light up. Every time you'll be around it, you'll just light up. And, you, and, and, and that's what God is drawing you, because to everybody else, it's like work, but to you, it's your destiny. Maybe it's managing people. You do it good. I don't have a problem managing people, but it's part of your destiny. We halfway home, y'all. Okay, okay, go to uh, go to Job. That one second scripture I gave you. Y'all don't have to turn to it. Just look, and, and you can write this down 
in your Bible. That way you can read it when you get home. Maybe you want to read the whole story of Samson and Delilah. But this is so important right here. I'm going to give it to you. But you can see it on the screen. I'm going to read it. It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence thou cometh? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it. You can go back. Oh, no, leave it there. Leave it there for one second. It says that when the sons of God came to present their, uh, themselves before the Lord, Satan was along with them. He's right there in the midst of them. I'm going to tell you something that's going to just blow your mind. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence thou cometh? The only one that saw Satan was the Lord. Look at that, y'all. The only one that saw Satan was the Lord. This is the scary part. Because sometimes we're going to meet people in our lives. And, 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 and you're going to, as young people, y'all going to meet people. And as, as you know, we're going to meet people that's going to come into our lives. And you're going to say, well, the preacher should have saw him. But sometimes only the Lord. Now, we want to, everybody, you know, all the leadership in this church to have a discerning spirit. That we know, you know, that we will warn you when somebody in your life and name for your good. But Satan right there was with the son. We was with the sons of God, and none of the sons of God recognized him. He blended right in. There gonna be people in our lives who, and you, you know, they're gonna blend right on in there with us. People in our lives who are gonna jump up in our car with us to take us away from our destiny, and we're gonna be sitting right beside them, and we ain't gonna know who they are. Somebody done lived this situation. Somebody done, somebody done lived this situation, done rode somebody around up in your car and, and carried them all around, and they were Satan sitting right on side of you, and you didn't even know it. Y'all ate together, went out to the club together, blending right up in there with you. Basil, why you didn't see him? I don't know. I saw him on the day I wasn't praying. I was playing, but I wasn't praying that day, and I missed him. This was my young folks for the basketball team message, but it's good for everybody. Because you know what? I'm looking through here and people doing this. I live that. He jumped up in the car with me and he jumped up in the car with me and, and we begin to ride and we begin to ride. And, and next thing I know, I'm, I'm, five years later, I'm still somewhere I ain't got no, I'm five years away from my destiny. Sometimes we say, well, I'm married to Joker. The preacher married me, got married at the church, and he blessed that thing. And, and you know what? And, and he blessed that thing and, 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 and anointed us and touched us all here and knocked me 30 years off my track. The Bible just told us that Satan was with the sons of God, and the only one who recognized him was the Lord. 
Only one. I mean, and, you know, we expect our, sometimes we bring people around, our parents and, and, and young people, we, they, they recognize that thing, but sometimes it gets, you know what it's called now, Beza? The beat down. They, they call it the beat down because if you get caught before I get caught, I'm talking. That's what they call it. That's what young people call it, the beat down. You, you, you cut your hand, and they cut their hand, and y'all put y'all blood together, and that wasn't number to mess. That didn't mean nothing, because you know what? Satan sent people into your lives. Send people into your lives. That's why all the time, when you, when you get a chance, you got to pray for your pastor and pray for leadership. Even if you get on your knees and say, well, Lord, I got a plenty to eat, plenty to to uh, plenty to eat, good shelter. I got plenty of money in the bank. And then some days, you know, Lord bless us like that. You ought to say, but Lord bless my pastor. I don't need none, but bless my pastor because you know what? Not just bless my pastor, but bless everybody in this church under leadership because you know what? The Bible says some can creep in. And, and some people can creep in here, creep in this building, unaware. Remember, the only one who saw Satan was the Lord. Some people can creep in here, and you're talking about a mess. Have us all up in, I ain't, I'm not bringing it, no, no, nobody business, but have us all up in the newspaper. Mess you all up. We don't even see them coming. We, we don't, and, and you had to pray for them that, that they guard away from that and, and that he see them coming through the door. Because sometimes they can come in here and, and the Bible says Satan came to do what? Steal, kill, and what? Destroy it. So he want to destroy your destiny. He want to destroy the destiny of this church. He want to destroy the destiny of your home. He want to destroy your future. He don't want you just to waste your future. He want to destroy your future. He don't, all he wants you to do is set the rest of your life miserable about what you lost, about what you gave up, about what you couldn't have, and thinking about what, and you know what, then he's going to turn you into a, 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 a we're going to talk about this. He's going to make a sport at you. We're going to talk about that in a minute. That's what he want to do. He want to destroy you. And we don't even see him coming. Now, I wouldn't end this message without the good part. We're going to get to the good part. Go to uh, KK's Judges 25. Tell you how the world do it after they, after they, after they make a sport of you, after they uh, get you to lose your destiny. Y'all see it up on the screen. And it, I'm sorry, she got it up on the screen. 1625. Help me, y'all. There you go. And it came to pass when their hearts were merry that they called for Samson that he may make us sport. I looked up there and, well, actually, I was online in that concordance. So they called Samson out of the prison's house, and he made them sports, that, and they set him between pillars. I want to stop right there a minute. Well, five, ten more minutes. Five more minutes. You know what the Bible said when they made sport of him? They made fun of him. They took, they took his destiny. They took his strength. Took his, read the whole story when you get home. They took his eyes out, and after they did that, they made fun of him. 
Anybody ever saw that happen? I'm gonna bring it to 2012. He said he was gonna be a doctor. Now he out there smoking. <laughs> you was the one gave him his first cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw it happen. You ain't got to tell me. I grew up the same place y'all grew up. <laughs> they made sport. He said he was going to own his own business. <laughs> he can't keep his truck running, the mall falling off. <laughs> Somebody go call him. I like to see him spend 20 minutes trying to start the thing. <laughs> I've been in the company of people did that. He says he's going to graduate from college. Unless they got a college at Franklin. I don't know what it is, you know. And that's a good place to be. That's what the devil, that, you know, I'm going to read it for y'all. Put it back up there. I'm going to tell you what they do when they pull you off your destinies. The Bible saying it came to pass when their hearts were merry. You know what that means, right? Had a good little drink. Feeling good. After they got to feeling good, they want to have them some fun. And you, and you, the, and you, the, you the target of that thing. That's what, the, that's what happened to them. They make sport out of you. Pull you away from your destiny. I mean, I'm pretty girls, I'm, I'm not Pull you away from your destiny. Instead of you being a nurse or a doctor, give you a couple of babies, then stand back and call you a trick. Yeah. But I've heard, heard guys do that before. She ain't going to be nothing. You're your babies, man. It's your baby mama. Make a sport at you. Took you away from your destiny. Make a, make a sport at you. Call all the buddies over. Come on over here. You remember that time 10 years ago such and such stood up in the church and testified and say that he wanted to be a scientist and he thought God was going to bless him with a cure for cancer. Now let's go look at him. He's a scientist, all right. Make a spot out you. That's what they ever want to do. And here you are. You, they make a sport out you. You're so far away from what God called you to be. Everybody born in this building was born to greatness. When God created the earth, he said, ain't nothing bad. Everybody in here was born for greatness. Not just a few of us. Not every five or ten years we catch a great one. Everybody under the sound of my breath. Maybe you wasn't great to own your own business. Maybe you wasn't great to be a pastor. Maybe, but it's something. That God is going to elevate you to a level. That, 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 that he's going to elevate you to a level where you become. That is going to give you life and life more abundantly. Now I wouldn't end. I'm, I'm not going to end this message on this. Because uh, I thought about ending it on. That when people take your greatness. They make a sport at you. But I thank God for being a restorer. Amen. I ain't going to end this message on. I'm not, I wouldn't dare end this message on, on, on when, when people make a sport at you. 
Samson said to himself, bring up uh, 1630, KK. Skip one more over. Go to 30. Yeah, there you go. Y'all got it in your Bible? 1630? I'm going to make it come home now. Yeah, you might have lost your, you know, somebody might have took you away from your destiny. He might have uh, uh, set you off on the wrong path. He might got you going out the way for so long. But you know what? God is a restorer, and that's something for us to shout about. Yeah. It's something for us to shout about because God is the one, yeah, I've been on the wrong track, been on the wrong track a long time, but he can turn it around, amen? We, we, have, we serve a God who can turn it around and turn it around for us. The Bible says in this thing, in, in, in 1630, after Samson had been made a sport out of, after he had lost all his strength and lost that thing that God had given him to do, the Bible says Samson said, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and he fell upon his lords. And, and, and basically what he said is, Lord, give it to me again. Give it to me one more time. Give it to me one more time. And, and you know what? As we get ready and go to our seat, there may be somebody in here this morning who God has given you a vision to do something great in your life. And, and you might have been sidetracked by somebody crazy. You might have been sidetracked by a 25-year thing. But you know what? Say, Lord, give it to me one more time. Look, I, she brought it up, so we might as well read it. She working, Amen. The Bible saying, Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon all the lords and upon all the people that there were therein. So the dead which he slew in death were more than that which he slew in his life. All I stopped by to tell you is, get ready, my baby. What she got? She getting ready. Is don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on, your, on that thing that God had destined you for. Don't give up on it just because you're in your 40s or you're in your 50s and, 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 you, and you may ever say, God, you, you planned me to do this, but don't give up on it. Somebody done gave up on it. Maybe you got to say to yourself, is, Lord, give me the passion. I, I met a young lady the other day. She said, babe, I'm I supposed to be sewing. I don't even have a sewing machine. I'm supposed to be sewing. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on it. Yeah, you might have been took off track. Don't give up on it. Because you know what? We serve an awesome God. He could give it to you again. You know, that's what you got to say. Lord, give it to me one more time. Give it to me one more time. One more time. Bring the best out of me one more time, Lord. Give it to me again, Lord. Give me that passion and desire to do that again. Give me the drive to do it again. And he'll do it just like he did it for Samson. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Amen. I'm going to get some help up here. Somebody to come open the doors of the church. We've got a special solo. Amen. Let us say, uh, let us say amen. It was an awesome message, and we all should have gotten something out of it, for, even for God giving us one more chance. I mean, God even just looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. If there's one today that knows that our church is open, 
God has really, really blessed us through this message on today. And we just thank uh, Reverend Smith, Jr. for that, for that message, an awesome, awesome message. Even thank God for his, his wife being present with him today.
did you know the same God was back in the Bible days, the same God that we serve today? We're going to ask the children.
God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m. Our morning worship service at 11 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you and may God bless you. It's gonna be all right.